to the very bottom of Yudzayinim and Aleph and continue to Yudzayinim a bit. Today's year again is in memory of Chaya Sarah Bashmol Umata Rivka. We are discussing the issue of Kriyat Shema and how we know that you're not supposed to say Kriyat, not allowed to say Kriyat Shema out of order. Because we had the bright that I've linked um, Megillah and Hallel and Kriyat Shema and Tefillah. So the Gemara says, Kriyashma, the last line, did Tanya's Belonia the Brighta, Kriyashma, Kichtava, Divrei Rebbe. Rebbe tells us, meaning Rebbe Nasi tells us, you have to read Kriyashma as it's written, meaning in uh, Hebrew. Chachami say in any language. My time with the Rebbe, what's the reasoning for Rebbe that it can be only as it's written? Amar Krad, Pazuk says, Vehayu. Right? Vehayu Hadrim Ha'ila. Vehavayatan Yehu. They shall be, they shall be as they are, meaning they are written in Hebrew, they have to be in Hebrew. For Rabbanan, my time. What's for Rabbanan? What's the read? What's Amar Kra Shema? Here, bechol lashon sheatashemen. Hear and understand. So that's the machloket. Okay, in only Hebrew or Yishma. But Rabbi also says Shema. So what does he do with that? So he says Ahu. That word Shema mebayle is necessary for him. Hashmea loz nachamicha. It tells us the halacha that you have to make heard to your ears that which you um, express in your mouth, meaning that you have to say the Shema loud enough that you can hear yourself. For Rabbanan Savrei, command to Amar Hakoreh Shema Veloi Shmiya Loz No Yatsa. For Rabbanan, don't need to use the word Shema for that because they hold like the one who says that one who reads the Shema and doesn't say it loud enough to hear uh, is still Yotze. Great. But the Gemara says continues. For Rabbanan Nami Haktive Hayu. But the Rabbanan they said the word Shema teaches us you can hear it in any language. But it also says Vehayu. So what do they do with Vehayu? That it should be like as it is. Hahu, that word, that tells us you shouldn't read the Shema out of order. So, this is actually the reason why we brought the whole thing in the first place. This is the source for that. But Rebbe, he can't use Behayu for that because he uses Behayu that it should be in Hebrew. So, from how does, where does he know that you, can, uh, you cannot recite the Shema out of order? It says, It could have just said the word Dvarim. Why does it say Hadvarim? The words. Meaning that the words, I guess the words as they are in order. The Rabbanan, how about Rabbanan? What would they do with the word Hadvarim, with the extra letter? Dvarim Hadvarim, lo mash malahu. The word, the Dvarim, could have said Dvarim, but it says Hadvarim, that doesn't mean anything to them. They don't learn anything from that. Okay, and that's how these um, conversations tend to end. Right? At some point, either you don't hold by the Halacha, or you don't hold by the Drasha. Okay, otherwise, you should go back, back and forth forever. Okay? So that's the source for Kriya Shema not being out of order. The Gemara says, Lema kasava Rebbe, Kola Torah Kula, Bechol Ne'emra. Let's suggest that according to Rebbe holds, that the whole Torah can be, can be recited in any language. Why? Because if you think to say that it can only be recited in Lashon HaKodesh, in Hebrew, La'am, why would I need to say Vehayu? Meaning, if, if, if the Torah specifically goes out of its way to say Vehayu, which according to Rebbe indicates it has to be in Hebrew, well, that implies that if you hadn't had the word Vehayu, it wouldn't have to be in Hebrew. That makes sense? Okay? So he says, no. It's still necessary. Because I might have thought, without the word Vehayu, I might have thought that the word Shema teaches me like the Rabbanan, that the Shema could be in any language. Meaning, generally speaking, the whole Torah has to be read in Hebrew. Maybe from the word Shema, I would think that Shema would be the exception, it could be read in any language. Comes the word Vehayu and restores it back to the original position, which is that it has to be specifically in Hebrew. Okay? 
So the Gemara says, Lema Kasavir Rabbanan Kola Torah Belashan Hakodesh Nemra. So let's say the Rabbanan thing that the whole Torah can be said uh, has to be said in Lashan Hakodesh. Because if they think that it could be the whole in any language, any language, La Melila Mitzav Shma. So why would you have to say Shma, which tells you then that you can do it in any single any language that you hear? Right, it's the exact opposite argument. So they, and the answer is the same, just in reverse. Say nida, because you might have thought that the word behayu teaches you like Rebbe, that it has to be specifically in Hebrew, so it comes to Shema, it teaches you it can be in any language. Okay, so therefore, Kata Brahmana, Shema. That's what the Torah then says, Shema. Okay. Now the Gemara moves on to the next piece in the Brayta, which was Tfilah. Tfilah minalan. How do we know that Tfilah has to be in order? The Tanya, we have this famous Brayta about the Tfilah, Bashmana Esrei. Shimon Hapakuli, he steer Shmone Esrei Brachot Lifne Rabban Gamliel Al Haseder Biyavne. So that brought to teach us that Shimon Hapakuli arranged the 18 Brachot of the Shmone Esrei, and that's what it's called Shmone Esrei, before Rabban Gamliel in order in Yavne. Okay, in Davka in order, so they have to remain in order. Um, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Ve'amr Rabbi Manitin, how that some say is actually taught in the, in the Mishnah, or Brayta, Meya Be'estrim Zekenim, there were 120 elders, Ubehem Kamen Nevi'im, some of them were Nevi'im, Tiknu Shmone Esrei Brachot Al Haseder, they instituted 18 Brachot in order. <coughs> End of discussion. Okay, now, the rest of the Amud is going to be a long Brayta, it's going to try to explain the logic and the order of the entire Shmone Esrei. Okay, like why does this bracha come first, second, third, fourth, etc., etc., etc.? That will take us through um, part of tomorrow's omen as well, so we won't complete the whole thing, but that's what's happening here. And you're going to see there's different ways we go, go, sort of go about it. Okay, we know what the order is, but we're sort of trying to explain why, why we would, uh, organize it this way. So Gemara says like this Tanu Rabbanan, learn to the bright. Minayin She'omrim Avot, from where do we know that we say Avot? Uh, meaning the first bracha of uh, you know, uh, Magen Abraham. Shinamar says, Havu Lashem Ilim. Like, give to Hashem, like you praise to Hashem, the sons of the mighty ones. Okay? And the mighty ones really are the Avot. Okay? Uminayin Shomim Givurot. So, what do we wrote? The, uh, the bracha of might. Uh, one second. Atagibor, which is ultimately Mechayemitim. He'll be called the Givurot. Shinamar says, Havu Lashem Kavod Vaos. Give to Hashem honor and strength, might. Okay. Uminayin Shomrim Kedushot. For whatever we say Kedushot, like holiness, like Katkel Kadosh. Shinamar, as it says, Havu Lashem Kavod Shemo. Hishtachavu Lashem Behadrat Kodesh. Okay, so far we're doing well. Umara Ulomar Bina Achar Kedusha. So, why did they see. What did they see to institute Bina, the bracha of, uh, of insight after Kedusha? Shneemar, the Pasuk says in Yeshayahu, V'kedishu et Kedosh Yaakov, they like sanctified the holy ones of Jacob, but Elohei Yisrael Yaritsu, and they will uh, uh, revere the uh, gods of Yisrael. V'samichlech, so you see the idea of Kedusha already there. V'samichlech, they juxtapose to that. V'yadu to'ei ruach, and those who are uh, like of wandering spirit will know Bina. So you see that Pasuk links the idea of Binah to the idea of Kiddusha. How do we, how does it do Wait, it wrong? Uh, yeah, what? Because you said the previous Pasuk, Kiddush Yaakov, that's Kiddusha. And the next Pasuk, or the very end of the Pasuk says, Okay, it's a little fun. Mm-hmm. Did you explain that, the, the juxtaposition? Yep, they put the concept of Kiddusha right before the concept of Binah. Well, what does that mean, Vayedu? Is that a possible way? That's it, yeah. They're, those who are of wandering spirit shall know um, insight. They say they no longer will be of wandering ah, spirit. Ah, okay. okay.
So what do they see to institute tshuva, the bracha of tshuva? Uh, right, hashivinu avinu. Right after bina, it says ulavavo yavin. His heart will know. So that's bina. Vishav, and he will return. Virafalo, and he'll be healed. Okay, so vishav comes after bina. The tshuva comes after. You have the bina, so now you have the like the insight to do uh, tshuva. Okay. The Gemara then says, okay, if that's the case, lema rifua batra de tshuva. But if that's the case, based on that pasuk, yavin v'shav v'rafalo, so the logically the next bracha that should come is the bracha of rifua. But that's not true. What bracha comes after the bracha of tshuva? Slach lanovinu, right? So it says, no, lo salkadayzach, don't think that. The Yathibah just says, V'yashov al Hashem v'rachameyu, He will return to Hashem and have mercy on him. V'alalokeinu ki arbeh lisloach. And he'll return to God because he will have much forgiveness. So you see the slicha comes after tshuva, which actually logically makes sense. But the Gemara asks an important logical question. Omai chazi t'desamachtaha semochaha. What did you see in this, in this pasuk that you rely on this pasuk? Rely on that pasuk. I mean, there's two different sukim. One has... Um, the after tshuva has rafua, and one after tshuva has slicha. So why did the Chazal understand that the second pasuk is the more definitive one? So Gemara says, Katav Krachrina. There's actually another pasuk that's written, where it says, Hasoleach l'chol avunaychi, harofei l'chol tachluaychi, hagoel mishachav chayaychi. He forgives from all your sins, heals from all your illness, and who redeems from shachat, like from the, the depths, your life. Okay, so one second. So, how does that help us? Right, so, right, exactly, that's the idea, right? So, because we had two options, right? We had tshuva, which either going to be followed by rafua or by slicha. And we had one puzzle that says followed by rafua, and one puzzle followed by slicha. But another puzzle shows that the rafua follows slicha. So now, so now we'll say, okay, so we can, we can match them all up. We'll have tshuva, and then slicha, and then rafua. Ah, okay. So we say, hold on. So lameimra de geula rafua batar slichahi. So that teaches us that geula and rafua come after slicha. That's what lameimra is, it teaches us? It comes, that is to say. That is that to say, right? One second. Um, one second. One second. Right, so is that to say, right again, so is that to say that Geula and Rafua come after Slicha? Vaktiv Vishab Verafalo. But the earlier Pasuk says he does, he does uh, repentance, right? He re- repents and then he is healed. So that should come before, right? Or at least before uh, Geula, right? One second. Well, I guess what we said before, yeah, it should follow by healing. So it says, no. Ahu lav Rafua de Tachaluimhi. That pasuk is not referring to healing of illness, rather refuness. It's like a spiritual refuah. Okay? Fine. Now we seem to be okay? Okay. But, So then, what do they see then to put in the seventh bracha? And you see, by the way, that... Um, Meaning, if you look, if you look on Rashi, Rashi is way up top, around, around like the fifth line of the Gemara. He says, right, right. 
as you saw, right, that the refu and the geula seem to be out of order, because in the industry, the refu comes after the slicha, but in our when the Esther refuah comes not immediately after slicha, it comes two, two brachot after slicha. So why do they stick the geula in there in between? And you see the Gemara Sulev already is anticipating where it's going with this, because it doesn't say why does refuah thematically follows, uh, why does geula, excuse me, thematically follows slicha? It says why is geula the seventh bracha? So now we're going to switch tactics a little bit and focus on the number, okay? It says, Amarava bitosha atidin ligael bishviit. Rabbi says, because we have a Mesora that in the future we're going to be redeemed, <coughs> excuse me, in the seventh month, in seventh year of the Shemitah cycle, like in the Shemitah year. Therefore, kavua bishviit. Therefore, it's by establishing the seventh bracha as the bracha of Geula. Very nice. What year are you seven years? We didn't say that. What year are you in right now? Wait, Rabbi. Right now? Four? Yeah. Dang it. Yeah. Um, isn't the bracha for Mashiach at Samach and Gulas for personal redemption? Not for We're going to get to Mashiach a little bit later, but. Um, the bracha that's an interesting question. I guess we're not assuming that distinction right now. Mashiach. Samach <coughs> is actually. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, that, not, that's not. We're going to talk about them separately, uh, not as Gula, not as a concept of Gula. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The Gemara says, well, hold on a second. The Amar Mar, but it was stated in Sanhedrin, Bishishit Kolot, in the sixth year there will be like the sounds of, I guess, Kula, Bishviit Milchamot, in the seventh year there will be wars, the Motzaishviit Ben David Ba, in the Motzaishviit, and in the eighth year that's when the son of David of Mashiach will come. So again, so it sounds like the real Kula is in the eighth year, not in the seventh year. Kamara says, no, Milchama Nami Atchalta de Geulahi. The war is also the beginning of the Geula. So here you see in the Gemara, by the way, the phrase, Atchal to the Geula. So this is, uh, you know, that, uh, that phrase comes up. Okay. Yeah, like the beginning of the redemption, right? Okay, so it's a similar type of phrase. Okay, so that tells us why Geula is in the seventh. Okay, and therefore, Amara Ula Marifu'ah Bishmini. So why does Rifu'ah go in the eighth bracha? Amar Rabbi Acha Mitoch Shenitna Mila Bishmini. Because Mila, Brit Mila, is in the eighth day, and that requires healing. So therefore they established that in Shemitah. Because there's an association, the number eight is associated with Brigmila, which, which also has an association with Rafua. So a little bit, you know, maybe a couple of steps removed, but nonetheless. Okay. Um, so why did they then say which is for rain and parnasa in the ninth bracha? So Amar Rabbi Alexandri keneged Rabbi Alexandri says it's, it's corresponding to the people who raise the prices in the market. Okay, sha'ar can literally mean gate, but it also means uh, market price. Uh, like you still have the by the way the sha'ar yatzig now they still like the market price is the sha'ar. Why? Because the market. They, uh, those are the gates of the city. So that's what they used to have, like the market. Sure. So that's what they still the mountain here in the word shar. It says in the pasuk, "Shavor zroa rasha." It says, "Break the arm of the evil ones." Now, what are we talking about here? Um, the concern is one second, one second. Um, Fine, Shvozor Rasha, sorry. Okay, to break the arm of the, of the wicked, that, they're the wickedest, the people who are like raising the prices, and what you're davening for in Berkat Hashanim essentially is that prices should be stable, because if you have a good economy, prices remain stable. It's only when things are not going well that prices jump up because things are scarce, right? Basic, uh, basic economics, right? Supply demand. And Vidavid Ki Amara, when David wrote this Pasuk, Bichi'it Amra, he said it in the ninth, um, 
Tehillim, the ninth Tehillim. Now the truth is, if you look carefully, Shavor Zerah Rasha is actually, I think, in the tenth parak, but I think we have a different breakup. A bit. Uh, I think it's a, there's a different gears on the Rashi. Oh, okay. It says, uh, it says the, first, the first two. The first two are considered to be one, one parak. Okay. Yeah, so it's, a, so it is, it's a, our version. It's, the, it's in Yud, but based on their version, it's in Nine. Because the first two are blended together. That's such, such a weak argument for why it should be the Nine Parak. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's all sort of like I mean, like I said, like it's, setting, it's all setting us up. Well, you switch the whole equation, right? The whole thing was thematic <laughs> before, and then you switch it to talking about the numbers of which bracha it is. So now we're like, okay, so it's in Tehillim Parak Tet. Okay, yeah, right. I, I mean, all right, you're right. Like, yeah, I guess I don't know. Like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, but <laughs> it's good to remember. I mean, I don't know if it's good to remember it, but you know, I'm not sure. I, I know what to say. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. It's now back to thematic. You see, see what happened here? Now we're back to thematic. How, why was it kibutz galiot uh, after birkat hashanim? Because it says, um, The mountains of Israel, you should give forth your branches, and you should um, bear your fruits, for my nation Israel, because they've come close to um, arriving. So you see, I guess, like giving your fruit, which is like the result of Berkat Hashanim, they get the rains, they have the fruit, and also Kikarvu Lavo, they're coming, it's, it's soon that they're coming back to Eretz Yisrael. So you see that thematically in that Pasuk, in Yechazkel, you see a link between this, these concepts. Okay. And once you have the, uh, the, the kibbutz galiyot, the ingathering of the exiles, you make judgment on the evil ones. Shnemar says, kabir um, one second, I'll translate exactly different. It says, I will uh, turn my hand against you, okay? I will purge away your dross as with lye, L-Y-E, like sort of like a like scrubbing down, like a real, like, you know, like a cleaning off. That's the din for the Rishayim. And it says, It says in the same parak, and I will return your judges as before. Okay, so that gives me Kibbutz Galiot, Rishayim, and... Now, uh, Shoftim coming back. So once you've made judgment with the Rishayim, the sinners are done. The Kolel Zedim Mayam, and that includes the Zedim, the people who sort of rebel and inform upon us. Shnei says, V'sheber Poshim V'chataim Yachdav. Okay, the, uh, the breaking of the Poshim and the Chataim together, and the destruction of the, of the sinners is all together. Okay, so that's the next thing. And once you get rid of the sinners, so what's the next uh, bracha? Is ala sadikim, right? So midromemet keren sadikim. So the horn of the sadikim is raised or exalted. I will cut off all the horns of the evil. Teromemna karnot tzadik. Right, this is in Tehillim also, that the, uh, then the, the horns of the tzadik will be raised up. The kolel im tzadikim. You include the righteous um, converts with the tzadikim. That's in the bracha itself. This is Shnei says says you should stand up for the elderly and, and honor the zaken, the elders, meaning the the tamid chachamim, uh, which is tzadikim. The samichlei, and in the pasuk there we juxtapose the next pasuk where it says v'chi yagur itchem ger when a ger lives with you. So you see the gerim goes along with tzadikim. 
Vechan mitromemet karnam. And where is their horn sort of raised up? Where does this actually happen? Well, the next bracha, Yerushalayim. That's in Yerushalayim. Shnei says, Shalu shalom Yerushalayim. Yishlayu ohavayich. As it says, Seek out peace, Jerusalem. Um, they who love you shall prosper. Okay, and finally, like for today, the Kamish Nivday to Yerushalayim, and once Yerushalayim is built up, Ba David, David comes at Samar Tavish, and Amar says, Achar Yashuva B'nai Yisrael, B'kshuat Hashem Elokehem, that's David Makam, and then they get David. Okay? Um, I'll do one more. The Ba David, and once David comes, Ba Tatfila, then you have Tfila, which is Makolenu, and Amar says, Ba Biotim Al Harkochi, Vesimachtim Bebet Tfilati, so that's Bet Tfilati. Okay? Uh, we, uh, I feel bad uh, stopping, but we actually will stop in the middle of it. We keep going. We'll go forever. Okay, we'll stop here. Let's go.